Till on Jersey in the stands, I'ma hit yeah, you on a slide. I don't never slip. What's up? What's up? It's fluent and chill. I'm fluent. He's chill. What's going on, Jay? How you doing, man? Hey, man. Tone, you look like you got a little bit of sun, man. You've been somewhere. What's going on? Oh, yo? come on now. You, you, you know, you know about that Florida life. That's um, what it looked like, yo. You got a little bit of sun going on there. You got, you got your, you got your Greek tan going on. I like it, yo. I know, I know why. You'll never leave. I, I love that place. I mean, <laughs> everywhere I went to, I was just like, I love it here. It's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, it was a, it was a good time. It was good to see you. Obviously, uh, you did make me feel horrible, uh, FYI, because I've been reading the comments. So now I got to go work on my fitness uh, because I've been getting yo 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 chill is jacked. Yo chill is jacked. Yo fluent fluent ain't fluent in nutrition. So I I'm starting a new show. I found me you know I used to do fitness fluent right where I interviewed fitness people. I'm hiring one of them to uh just you know every week they're gonna give me like workout routines better eating habits uh because yeah uh, that i i saw my you know i'm gonna look back in a year and i'm gonna be like i'm gonna do one of those commercials and be like i saw myself on this video and i realized i needed to work on my fitness but i gotta tell you too some i don't say it's some bad news too when i got home and then i don't mean to start start the show on the downer it's our first one live on player's choice and i'm gonna start with bad news but i got home and i didn't tell you this the last day that i that i saw you so i think on yeah. the tuesday mm-hmm. i want on the thursday i got a call from my mom and she said hey i, I slipped and i fell and i said mm-hmm. are you okay she goes yeah you know my shoulder hurts a little bit and i broke my hand i'm like now she my parents are in their 80s right and she said she broke her hand i'm like you okay she's like yeah you know i'll be fine it's typical mom, right? Doesn't want you to worry. Right. She she broke her back and and her shoulder. Oh and now I'm like, so I'm like, I got home. I'm like all refreshed and sun kissed <clears throat> and you know loving life. And I'm like, now I got to call a lawyer. It's and it was in a Walmart. So we maybe we're about to get paid, Jay. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> I might be coming down to Florida more. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but not that's not not to make light of it. But you know, right. hey. Um, she, she, she's earned it. She's earned it. Yeah. yeah it was just, it's crazy. She just slipped yeah. and fell. So you never, you get never know. Mom. Yes. Get well, get well, mom. I, get she well, does watch. Mom. She does watch. She, you know, she, I, I love her. She goes, Hey, I saw your video with you and Jay on the boat. I give it the heart. <laughs> I give it the heart. <laughs> I said, okay, you keep giving it those hearts. <laughs> Thanks mom. She, she likes the show. So what's up? Hi mom. All right, so let's let's get let's get. I want to, what I want to do is we got two like really good topics we want I, we want mm-hmm. to get into. Obviously, I want to talk about the NBA playoffs, though. Obviously, yeah. so let's start. Let's kind of go if we can go through the series, and I'm going to end with one in particular because it's going to lead us into our first topic. But mm-hmm. let's start in the West. So Golden State, we both kind of said, listen, Golden State's going to going to beat Memphis, especially when Ja gets hurt. Um, no surprise. Any surprises there in, in that series other than how well Memphis can play with Ja out? Well, we saw that all season, Tone. We saw how good Memphis was without him. And he definitely makes them better. But we saw how good they were without him. And the young team that they are, they're one of those teams kind of like what Golden State was in the early 2010s. What I mean when I say that is, Tone, that we got a lot of guys on rook deals. We got a lot of draft picks. So we got some time to develop these guys. You know, we don't have to pay anybody yet. Now, it's going to get a little tricky maybe in another year or two years when they got to start paying guys. I was going right? to ask you that. I was going to ask you that. Can, can they keep? Right. Jobs, so Bain, Dylan. Right. It's going to get tricky in a couple of years, in, in another year or two years, when they got to start paying guys. But for right now, I think that they're in a really good position to develop. I like I'm, I'm a big I'm a big Brandon Clark fan because you know how I feel about dirty work guys, Tone. I know that you're not always need at it. least one. If you're not if you don't have dirty work guys, you're not winning it. And this Memphis team, they look like they're on their way to doing something special. I think that they're going to come back next year better. I was surprised in how well Job played in the playoffs. You know, when you get into the playoffs and you get into the later rounds, you know, guys, especially young guys, you know, they start to show their immaturity and they start to show that. You know, I'm not quite ready, but John looked like he was ready for it. The thing that I'm, I am concerned with, with him, and I think that everybody else is tone, is his ability to hold up. 
I mean, we're talking about a small guy. I have a bad, have a bad Derrick Rose kind of feeling about Ja, the way he plays, and I hope I'm wrong. I, I, won't, I won't go as far as Derrick Rose because I don't see it that bad, but what I do see is I see a guy who I don't think – I think it was about 175 pounds, something like that. One eighty, soaking wet. Yeah, like once, and, and the way he plays, his body's not going to hold up. I but that's, remember but that's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean with the Derrick Rose is that the way he plays, he's it's so much, it's so based on his explosiveness, right? That as those injuries start to pile up, right, one bad one, and now he won't be the same player, right? And he adjusts his game like we've seen, you know, all all the great players who are great athletes, mm-hmm. right? Jordan learned how to, you know, get that fadeaway in the post. LeBron became a much better shooter when it's like, hey, look, he could still in moments jump over people. But for the most part, he's learned to play with the less athleticism as you get mm-hmm. older. So I'm just saying, can Josh, does his game translate or can he translate his game? That's what I meant when I was comparing it to Derrick Rose. Right. Can yeah. he, can, can, can he, can he translate, translate that game? game? Sure. I can, I, I can definitely get with that. Now, when I think about Ja. And he's still in the he's still in the mode where I think we're in year three now. He's still trying to figure it out. So I'm not even sure if his body has developed yet. Tone, we talking about a guy he only played two years at, at Murray State. So I mean, Jason Tatum did come into the league at six eight. I mean, he grew when he got into the league. Physically, he got taller. Yeah, I know that's crazy. nuts. We're talking about a dude who was 19. Well, same thing with Jai. He's 20 years old. So Jai might still be filling out for as far as we know. You know, he, he's not turned into a man yet. So we do know that in order for him to hold up for as long as he's going to hold, for as long as we hope he can hold up, that he's going to have to change his game. Because getting slammed around, I remember, Tone, Bob McAdoo, Dwayne Wade said that Bob McAdoo said to him, it was at his second year, you're not going to last long playing the way you play. You're going to have to change your game. And what's the same idea with, with Ja? You just mentioned Yeah, yeah well, I hope, hopefully he gets some advice too. Because I remember, uh, who was it? Um, Moses Malone, I think, told Charles Barkley, Hey man, hey young fella, we need to check your diet because you, this is a game that you know you think because you're young because we all been there, 19, mm-hmm. 20 years old, eat whatever you want, don't mm-hmm. stretch, just jump on the court and go 100 percent. You can't keep that up for a long time. So no, you cannot. All right, so congratulations to the Warriors. They mm-hmm. they look like they're they're in a great position, obviously, to go to another <laughs> NBA final. Who would have thought it? Um, on the other side. I'm laughing because I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you and I'm thinking about, you know, that, 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 that team in a Y where the bunch of old guys, they just stay on the court. You're trying to figure out how these dudes still here. You get a bunch of young guys that come in and they think that they're running. Meanwhile, this older team is just continuously running people out of the gym. Like what are these dudes still doing here? That's kind of what the Warriors are. Like what are you guys still doing here? After all of these we, years, we we take listen us old guys. We take <laughs> we take a lot of pride in this, and I always I always go back to this story. Yeah, I want to say maybe three years ago, mm-hmm. um, I play in a men's league right with a bunch of guys my age. Mm-hmm. And one of the, one week, I had my cousin who's a couple years older than me come and join us, but one of the other regulars brought a team brought a team from a different night and said, Hey, these guys, you know, their, their gym, something happened and they wanted to get in a yeah. run. They didn't get in the run. They're like, do you mind? And they played as a team and they were all 20 to 25. And so the first game, I won't lie. They ran us. Like, I mean, we, you know, I'm grabbing my knees. <gasps> like they ran us. And like we, the old guys were kind of like, hold on, man. We were smarter than these young guys. Yes, we are. Right. We know certain things. We didn't come off the court. And, and me and my cousin, it's three years later, we're still talking about when those young guys came to our gym and tried to ball on us. And we, you know, went five straight and did come out. But it's, you know, you learn other ways to get it done. Okay, they're going to jump over us. They're going to run faster than us. But I'm going to body them. I'm going to pull on their shorts. I'm going to step yeah, on their yeah. foot when they go for a rebound. Like, we'll find a way. And that's, yeah, that's a good, that's what I see. But then they've got that infusion of young, you know, Kaminga and, and Poole. Like, they got those young guys, too. So I think, I think the Warriors are set up really well, not just yeah. for this season, but moving forward. Yeah. The other side's a little bit different. We had the number one seed. We all thought Phoenix was just the cream of the crop. Dallas, you and I talked about their roster not being not being good enough to support Luca, and that you know Suns got this. Not only did do they not got this, 
forget this. That last game was embarrassing. Tom, why are you stopping at the last game? Did, did Dallas well, not okay, blow well, them out in game 6-2? The, 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 the last game was the most embarrassing. Right. So it wasn't like they got blown out in game 7. They got blown out in game 6-2. Destroyed. So we're talking about a team in Phoenix who I got tricked, Tom. Yes, I did. I got tricked by Chris Paul. And I'm embarrassed to admit it. Yes, I did. I got tricked by Chris Paul in Oklahoma City. I got tricked by Chris Paul last year in Phoenix. And – I forgot about Chris Paul in with the Clippers. I forgot about that guy who's susceptible to having playoff mishaps more than once, more than twice, more than three times. I forgot about that guy because I got sucked into the Oklahoma City going to the playoffs, Chris Paul. Like, what are you kidding me? They're going to the playoffs? Absolutely not. Or last year with him taking Phoenix to the finals. I'm thinking to myself, this is a different Chris Paul. Wow, he's really good. When in reality, the other Chris Paul – it's going to show up. You just give him a minute. He's, he's absolutely going to show up. And he did. There was no reason for you or myself, Tone, to believe that the Dallas Mavericks, not only did they have a shot in this series, I had them out in round one. Why? Because they were a middle-of-the-road team all season. They were in that four, five, six. In fact, right, maybe a month before the playoffs, they were five, six. And then he started to come on. So they were a middle-of-the-road playoff team. So there was no reason for us to think that this team was a legit contender. They had one elite player and a bunch of okay guys. Kind of like what happened in 2011. Only except in 2011, they were rolling all season. right? And in the process of them rolling all season, they get into the playoffs and they get even hotter. But I think what we're taking for granted here, Tone, is Jason Kidd is doing a really good job with this team coaching. I think he's doing a fantastic job. I agree with you 100%, but I want to pause right there for a second because I want to say two things. One, to the people who are watching live, thank you. I promise we're going to get the chat up if you can. Try chatting now if you can, but we want to hear from you. That's why we're mm -hmm. going live and doing this and, and hit the like button and all that kind of stuff, and we appreciate mm -hmm. you. But two, you brought up 2011. I'm not going to let you get off that so scot-free. Are you suggesting this Mavericks team might be – Mavericks 2.0 and they go into the finals? I'm getting that vibe, Tone. I really am. I'm getting that vibe. I, I, I don't I can't say that they're going to the finals, but I'm getting that vibe. I, after what I saw in game six and game seven against Phoenix, my wheels start turning and I'm watching this team and I'm thinking to myself, can they win it? Can these guys win it? Because I'm looking at this Golden State team, which I'm having a very difficult time picking against them with the vets. Not only picking against them with the vets, I'm trying to think about a young team that's won it. I mean, I watched Miami mop the floor of Oklahoma City when they had those kids. So I'm thinking about a young team that has won it. But I look at this Dallas team and the way that they've gotten some favorable matchups and Luka is playing with the amount of confidence that he's playing with right now, add that to the fact that Jason Kidd, who I would have never, who I would have never thought would outcoach Monty Williams and Quinn Snyder, He's got these boys rolling. I'm actually, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, can these guys win it? Not can they get there. Can they win it? Because that's what they look like right now, Tony. They look like a championship team. I, I told you this yesterday. I'm going to say it now live. Uh, I am JD. Facts, he says. So, yes, your chat is working. So, keep them rolling in. Um, I got the Mavericks in the final. Tony, I got the Mavericks, Mavericks upsetting the, the Warriors. I got the Mavericks upsetting the Warriors. Say it, Tom. I'll say it right now. And and let me ask you this question, and then we're going to get to the East. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to throw out maybe four names. Luka. Mm -hmm. Jokic. Mm -hmm. Giannis. Embiid. Has the world caught up to the U.S. talent in the NBA? Because those are four of at least top five, top seven players in the NBA right now, and they're all – foreign players well the best player in the game is a foreign player uh, well <laughs> so i mean you, you, you can start and stop the conversation right there the best player in the nba is a foreign player so the, the three guys the three guys in the MB, mvp race were Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid, all so foreign players so, and so, then and then throw in luca who probably should, based on his playoff performance should be in there so you got a greek guy you got a uh uh Slovenian, Slovenian. Yes. So you got a, you got a Greek guy, you got a Cameroon. Slovenian guy, and you got an African guy. So none of these guys are American, not yet anyway. 
But with that being said, I think that the I think that the Euros or not not the world not the Euros I think the world caught up a long time ago when the influx of Euros came in years ago. Tone, this isn't a situation where just because Luca is doing what he's doing and Giannis is doing what he's doing. Well, these guys have been doing this since you know Gasol came in in two thousand two and. Rewind back to Petrovic in the nineties. Petrovic, that left shrimp, and Dirk Nowitzki came in in ninety nine. These let's guys, be, let's be honest, even old Arvidas Sabonis, right? Yes. He was old and had bad feet, and he was still kind of he was still a starter in this league. Imagine if he came in when he was young and healthy. Well, we weren't really ready at that time because yeah. it was still an American game, but that was a prelude to what was actually actually to come. So when you said it to me yourself, Tom. Kevin, if, if if Kevin Durant, if there's no Dirk Nowitzki, there's no Kevin Durant. There's no LeBron James. You know, those guys got to play on the box. Those guys got to play in the post. They so would have hated, hated their lives. They I'm do. telling you right now, if someone took LeBron or KD and said, here, post up, mm-hmm. you got to play down. You know, Kevin, a guy like that looked like Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. I, I remember back, this is early Raptor days. There was a guy, uh, Keon Clark. Just this tall, tall, skinny. Mm-hmm. And what the, you, you know what? Just stay down low and block shots. If someone made Kevin Durant, he'd probably quit basketball. Yeah. Because where he excels is the fact that he can handle the ball and shoot from anywhere on the court. Could you imagine if a coach said, no, no, you're on the block, block shots because you're tall? That's it. You would have screwed it. him right up. You would have screwed him right up. Right. Absolutely. Before we move to the East, I want to call out JM Simp L. Uh, he'll remember my pick of Mavericks going to the final when the Warriors win in five. It ain't, I'll tell you this. I'll guarantee you this. Whoever wins is not going to be five games. This is going to be a six, seven-game series with the Mavericks. I would be blown away if the Warriors mopped the floor with Dallas yeah. in five games. I would be super no. shocked. At that. I'm telling you right now, they are going to blitz Steph Curry, and they're going to make Clay, who might not be ready, Jordan Poole, who may not be ready, beat them. And I think that's what gives them an opportunity to win this series. Mm-hmm. All right. So to the East, oh, man, Miami. Am I start there? No, no, no. Let's start on the other side. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the Bucks. We both picked the Bucks to make the final. We I had to win an NBA championship. We, we, we were both wrong. Uh, the Bucks lose to Boston. I thought next year was going to be Boston's year. You did. What did you see from? Well, you wish maybe should have known the number one ranked defense in the league. That how did is it? Because it's more than just Chris Middleton. Like, obviously, that's a big hit. I've mm-hmm. said that before. Pick any team, get rid of their number two, and they're going to have trouble. Yeah. What else What else did you see? The maturation of Jason Tatum. And I stand on this tone when I tell you that in another year, two years, we're going to start to seriously have a conversation. You and I, in the next year, two years, we're going to have a serious conversation about Jason Tatum being the best player in the game. And here's why I say that to you, Tone. What year, because you are a Laker guy, what year did we start to have a conversation that Kobe Bryant is the best player in the game? When did we start having that conversation? And when I say start, Tone, I mean a serious conversation. It was between year four and six. Like we started thinking- to we started to see his ascension. I want to say because yeah, around there. I was thinking like oh three, so that was around year seven. That's year seven. Yeah. So, well, again. <clears throat> You're, I'm biased, right? As a Laker fan, I was having that discussion when when the trade happened, <laughs> and he be, and he joined the Lakers. Uh, he's gonna be the greatest player of all time, right? But I mean, like seriously, I started thinking this guy could be the best between year between year four and six. So maybe yeah, the rest of the world is six year six and seven. I, I, sure. I was thinking yeah. like like oh two oh three that that's when the conversation got serious. Well, Jason Tatum is in year five, and I could see the maturation with him, and I can also see the difference on the defensive side of the basketball. Add all of that up with the fact that roles got established with this team, Tom. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were bumping into each other like singers in a group that, who couldn't establish who the lead singer was. This was as early as January. It was Bobby Brown and Ricky Bell. That's right. exactly what was going on. to be on. the lead guy. That was exactly what was going on. Like, okay, who are we writing the songs for? Okay, we're writing the songs for this guy. So you are going to have to be in the background, not for all of them, but for this particular song. And then now, they accepted their roles. Marcus Smart is the maestro. Robert Williams, I'm the dirty work guy. I'm the glass cleaner. I'm the rim protector, which I'm not surprised about that. And one more, and before I go any further, Tone, just so you know, I think that Danny Ainge should be charged with a felony for stealing Robert Williams because I'm surprised that he fell as far as he did. He led the SEC in rebounding and blocks. 
his senior year at Mississippi State, and I'm surprised. Da- da- Danny Ainge, listen, I, I don't know who's going to get credit for the Celtics, but let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Danny Ainge should be getting credit for all of this because he was smart enough to pass on Fultz. Was oh, he not? Get into and, that. And, and then, but take, okay, you're going to get into that? Okay. We're we, 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 we absolutely going to get yeah, into you're that. You're talking so, about him getting charged with theft. Yeah, that. <laughs> we, we absolutely going to get That's into that. grand so, theft larceny. No question about that. So this team tone, they're committed on the defensive end of the, they're committed on the, defensive end of the basketball. They've established roles offensively. Couple that in with this Milwaukee Bucks team who their second best player is off the floor. And the resurgence of Al Harford, who this team is tailor-made for him. This team is absolutely t- – he doesn't have to do much. He's a dirty work guy. In addition to him being a dirty work guy, can knock down an open shot. And I'm the vet that they need. Tone, there are no NBA champs that don't have vets. We need those no. guys. He's he's actually – he's the perfect complement to these guys because he's very yeah. skilled. He's mm-hmm. been in the league for a long time. He doesn't take the fact that, like, he was a better player and, like, he doesn't believe the dirty work is beneath him. He's no. okay. Like, I, I hate this analogy, but I'm going to use it. You know, putting on the hard hat and doing the work. Like, he's he's okay with that. You need those guys. 100% yes, you if you're going to win. Absolutely. Yes, you do. Absolutely. So, when I look at, like I said, when I look at this Boston team, I think that they're tailor-made, not just to win right now, because like I told you, Tone, I think that the Milwaukee Bucks, Boston Celtic winner, represents the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. I think that this group is a group that maybe can go on a run. I, I, I've got Boston. Beating the Mavs in the NBA final. I think that they could go on a run. And I that's, think that I'm looking point. at this group and I, I think about your Lakers in 2000. I'm not going to say a dynasty tone, but I look at your Lakers in the 2000. I remember when they won it. And I remember thinking to myself, these guys are going to be around for a while. So you better Listen, get used to we, we've, we've, keep, we've kept saying, right? We got to see that maturation of yep. Tatum. And then Boston's going to be a, you know, going to be a long term. This might be that, that time where we look back and say, yeah, when, when they beat the Bucs, when they beat the defending mm-hmm. champs, and Tatum, Brown, you know, smart kind of matured, yep. and they're going to put those vets, or even Williams is young. Like, they have a young core of yep. really, really talented players that all do, right, they can score, they can defend, they do dirty work, they can rebound. They literally have everything, so they could be setting themselves up for the future. Um, I want to pause there before we go to the last series, because mm-hmm. I want to give out some Praise our Lord and Savior, Cooper Cup. <laughs> That's from Garp, Garp the Fisted. Sorry, uh, Cooper Douglas Cup. We can't forget his middle name. Um, shout out to Master 619, Garp the Fisted, Brendan from the block. A lot of, we got a bunch of people in the chat. I want to tell you, so we're going to do this every Tuesday and Thursday, 10 to 11 a.m. Get your coffee or iced coffee ready. Get your juice, whatever it is. We're going to be adding in a host for it as well who can help moderate through the chat and ask your questions. So this is, this is episode one here. So I'm going to try to look at as many of the chats as I can and, and call those guys out, but uh, we're, we are going to add some more as we go along. So this is just going to get bigger and better. Uh, we've got like 40 people in here right now, which is awesome. Uh, and then we're going to post it as well. So if you, you know, if you can't watch the whole thing, it's an hour of fun. So the last, the last one's going to lead us into our first topic which is Miami and the 76ers. Mm-hmm. I think we both picked Miami, especially with Embiid being out those first two games. Yeah. It looked a little shaky there in games three and four. I wasn't sure if Miami was going to pull it out. But in the end, I think they were, I don't want to say they were more talented. They're just a more well-rounded team and the better defensive team, which I feel like I'm saying a lot. The better defensive team is the one that's winning here. We focus yeah. so much on offense. So what did you see in that series? I saw a team that was more determined in Miami. And I saw a Miami team who took advantage of what Utah couldn't take advantage of. So Embiid is out the first two games. We cannot go up to Philadelphia being tied 1-1. We have to take both of these games with their best player out. And they absolutely took advantage of that. I saw a team that was more determined. I saw a team that did a better job in both switching and defending on the basketball. I thought they completely took James Harden out of the series, not just out of the game. I thought they took him out of the series. I thought they did a really good job in slowing down a lot of their guys. Now, when they get Embiid back, what Embiid does is he just energizes us. It's like your big brother showing, right? It's like you stick your chest out a little bit more. You you walk a little taller. And that's what happens when you get with guys like that. But 
I think that that series was won after Miami had dropped them in game two because he had, because with Embiid being out, that gave them the confidence that all right, we're halfway there. We already know the formula. And we know that with Philadelphia having the guys that they have and how much Embiid incorporated is incorporated in everything that they're doing, we have an opportunity to win this series with him being out. Did, I'm trying to think of a way to, to phrase this. Is Doc Rivers a coach that could lead a team to an NBA championship? Well, and don't tell me he did it once because he had the best team in the league, the big three, all that. Can he do it with a team that isn't the best team? Well, like his coaching, all, yeah. can his coaching. Let me rephrase. That's why I was trying to think of the way I wanted to explain. Can his coaching lead them to a champion, to a team, Absolutely. to a championship? Well, first of all, first of all, Tone, that team in Boston, there's no guarantee that that's going to work. That could have went terribly wrong sure. with those three guys. Number one, they had never played together. Add that to the fact that we still have guys in their career. Kevin 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 Garnett was 32 years old. Uh, Paul Pierce was I don't think he was 30 years old yet. So we talking about and Ray Allen was was on the other side of Ray Allen, but we talking about a group who had never been together. And with these guys never being together and never playing together, we have a guy in Doc Rivers who has to put that thing together. He did a great job at that. And remember, Tom, if Kevin Garnett doesn't get hurt in the 0809 season, I think the Celtics in finals three straight years. Three straight years that they're in the NBA Finals. Now, the question that needs to be answered is, is where do you rate Doc Rivers as a coach? Because I hear a lot of people saying Doc Rivers is overrated as a coach. Well, that depends on where you rate Doc Rivers. Is Doc Rivers a top five coach in the NBA? Is he a top 10 coach in the NBA? I think, I think Doc Rivers is a top 10 coach in the NBA. I think that he That's does not, a good but that, Is he top 10, though? Because I, 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 I remember coach. you even – I remember you in round one. Saying if it gets to a coaching battle between him and Nick Nurse, he's going to lose that. I think Nick Nurse is a top ten coach. Absolutely. All right. So Monty Williams is a top ten coach. Yes, Monty Williams. Jason Spoh. Kidd. I don't know about you. I don't know if Jason. Okay, Kidd is a top Spoh. 10 okay, coach. Spoh. Nurse. Monty Williams. Spoh. Nurse. Uh, I think Ty Lue is a top ten coach. Okay. Um, let's Kerr, see. Is Kerr or does he just have I the think, talent of I a think, team? I think Kerr is a top okay. ten coach. We're um, at five. Yep. Let's see here. I'm just thinking about an Eastern Conference alone. Um, Spo, Nick Nurse. Um, I, I don't think Bickerstaff is a top 10 coach. I don't think Steve Nash is a top 10 coach. I don't think uh, coach at Atlanta. I don't think he's a top 10 coach. I don't think the Orlando coach is a top 10 coach. I don't think the Charlotte coach is a top 10 coach. Um, well, he's. I think he's gone already. Yeah, he's already gone. <laughs> he's Absolutely. already he's out. Um, Garp so the Fisted thinks he would be a better coach than Doc. Uh, Garp, I don't. I disagree. I disagree too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't think so, Doc. So, yeah, I do think Dr. Rivers yeah, is a got top, top 10, 10 coach. Okay. Yeah. I think I, he's like, a top 10 coach. I'm not saying he's not like, I guess, overrated in the sense that I don't think he should be in the conversation with greatest coaches of all time. And See, I, that's I think, what I'm talking and about. I th- and I think that sometimes right people there. say, put him in that kind of category. Like, you know, I've, I've obviously seen my Lakers saying, oh, we'd love to get Doc as our coach here. No. That, that's not that big of an. I mean, it's is an Doc a top fifteen? Is Doc a top fifteen coach all time? No. At all? No. Top fifteen? No. No. Top twenty? Top twenty? Twenty five? Nah, maybe. Maybe. You don't like top twenty? I'd have to make the list. No, I don't like top twenty. There's too many great coaches like Pop, Phil, Red Arbach. Like okay, those are the those, those are the guys we already like, know that like those you guys got at five, the top. You got those five goats, right? Right. And we already got those guys at the top. I've got those those guys. I've got five in the league right now. That's ten right That's there. That's ten right there, and I right. haven't even talked about any other era. So there's right. You know, there's gonna. I, don't I think it'd be, better, I think it'd be tough for him than, to break top twenty. He wasn't better than Casey Jones. Like, is he even a better coach than Larry Bird? Even though Bird didn't coach for that long. Bird was coach of the year too. Bird was coach of the year. That was Bird point. was coach of the year. I don't think he was. I, I, I don't think, think he did he it long enough. I tried to throw out someone who, like, there's just so many great coaches that I think he was if I made a list, I, I don't know that Doc would be in that top 20. Hmm. I'm not saying he's far off of it, but I don't think he's in that top 20. Like, he's not the savior. Like, again, I use the Lakers. He's not going to go and save the Lakers. Hmm. They're not one coach away from being, you know, uh, a championship team. I don't think he's that – like, can he take a team – I guess the question is, can he – and this might be a question for everybody, for every great coach, because, you know, we haven't seen – I've seen Greg Popovich take 
less talented teams pretty deep. I haven't seen Phil Jackson do it. I didn't see Red Arbach win a lot of games. There were 24 games before Bird got there. They won, right? So can he go to a team? Can he take? Could he take Dallas? If he was coaching Dallas, are they going to the NBA final? Are they in the Western Conference Championship? See, that's the that's the problem that I'm having right there. It's tough. To, it's tough to call. Sure, but oh man, because I'm trying to have a. I'm, 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 we can't have a discussion about a coach being the difference in us winning and losing. If I if we have to have that discussion about you being the difference between us winning and losing, or you getting out coached, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. When we got when it's not about uh, Luca got outplayed or we got out rebounded or we got dominated on the offensive glass. We're talking about you got out X and O. Then, then we should and, and, and that's my point. As 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 high as you hold Nick Nurse in in you know esteem for Nick Nurse, he's a what fourth year coach, mm-hmm. and we're and we were worried that if Doc tries to out coach him, the 76ers lose that series. I really so, felt like that. That's a fourth year coach. I so what does that like does that. that say more about <clears throat> Nick or does it say more about Doc? For me, it says about both of them. I think it says more about Nick and less about Doc. That's about Doc. Okay. All right, so I want to stick with Philadelphia here because this mm-hmm. is really this is actually really topic one, which is perfect. We're halfway into our hour. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going till eleven o'clock Eastern time. Good morning to the West Coast. It's seven thirty. Appreciate you joining us uh, mm-hmm. early in the morning. The process failed. Did it though, Tom? Yeah, sure did. It absolutely did. The Philadelphia seventy mm-hmm. ers tanked. They tanked to get high draft picks. Yep. They tanked to build a team that would win an NBA championship. Mm-hmm. And what they got out of it was a phenomenal center in Joel Embiid, who's mm-hmm. got question marks when it comes to his health, his production, his ability to take over games in the playoffs. We've seen teams, I hate bringing up this, the Raptors again, but we've seen teams like the Raptors who are much less, shut him down. Like he, they had him in games in previous years in the playoffs where he scored zero points. You can't. You can't have a game. You, it, that's that's as, the as, best as thing that came player. out of. That's the best thing that came out of the 76ers tanking is Joel Embiid, which is great. Don't get me wrong; he's an MVP candidate statistically. He's one of the great, you know, best centers in the league. Absolutely. Why do you say statistically tone? Because you, 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 that sounds like a but. Okay, Where, where's the but I, coming? I in say tone? statistically because right. because. If you're picking a center right now to lead your team to an NBA championship, is Joel Embiid the first name out of your mouth? Yep. Over he Jokic is? And over Cat. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I think he's the best five men in the game. Yes, he is. In the playoffs? Not in, the, not, not in this playoffs right now, but I think he's the best five men in the game. I do. Okay. What playoffs did he take over? What playoffs did any five men in this era take over? No, 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 no. Don't answer a question with a question. No. What so, did he do? Right? Is it okay? How about this? If he took start, over that, he took over that Toronto series. He did do that. If you're if you're doing if you're picking a player, any position mm-hmm. to lead your team to the NBA playoffs, is he the first three at names out of your mouth? No, he is not. So so if you're what well, the first three if almost, you're tanking, hold on. If you're tanking, for how many years did Philadelphia tank? I think three. You're taking and you're taking to win a championship. Two years. Look, this isn't about just Embiid. So let me let me go back because we I've made it. What I'm saying is the best thing that came out of it is Embiid. So I'm not. Right. I don't mean to be knocking Embiid, but Simmons was a failure. Didn't they draft Fultz? I believe that was Philadelphia right, so- as well. That was a failure. They chose to buy his Harris over Jimmy Butler. So my point is, you tanked. You had your city believe that what you're doing will bring you an NBA championship. And at this point, to this point, that process has failed because you haven't sniffed the NBA finals, let alone won a championship. Right. You have not sniffed it. Now, is it better to get to the finals and get served or? Yes. Because if you're going to say not get to the finals, then yes. And and I'm going to agree with that. But I think that with the problem that Philadelphia has, and I'm not going to put this solely on Joel Embiid, they made some. They made some bad decisions. So, number one, Joel Embiid didn't play the first two seasons. All right. Okay. So we pass. We we take Jaleel Okafor and we pass on Devin Booker. Okay. 
Yeah. Fail. Pass on Devin Booker. Okay. And what that 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 part that you and I were talking about a couple of minutes ago when we talked about Danny Ainge being charged with a felony. Because what Danny Ainge did was he fleeced Philadelphia. Why? <laughs> because he's hyping up Markel Folks. Meanwhile, Jason Tatum is his guy right from the door. Oh yeah. yeah. There's no there's no question in my mind now a hundred percent. There's no question about it. Jason Tatum is his guy, but he's telling Boston, he's telling Philadelphia that he loves Markel Folks. And why he's telling why is he telling them that he loves Markel Folks? Because I want to get the attention off Jason Tatum, because that's my guy. So Philadelphia passes on Jason Tatum, which I think really stung. Well, don't they trade? Don't they don't they trade the first and third pick, right? Yes, yeah. right. And they trade the first. I'm gonna trade because I'm gonna I'm gonna go down to number three. Excuse me, I'm going to go down to number three, and I really like Markel Folks. You really like Markel Folks? Danny Ainge is, is one of the better basketball minds in the game. You really like him? Well, I better take him. I really don't like him. And he got that from Red Arback. He absolutely oh, yeah, got that. 100%. He, got that, he got that from Red Arback. But with that being said, so they pass on Jason Tatum. So they get it right with Ben Simmons. Now, remember, Ben Simmons was an all-NBA performer. He was an all-league defender, and he was an all-star. So they did get it right with him. So they but, were, but, but he's also not a very good team player. He doesn't have very good work ethic. And right out of even since high school, they said his attitude stinks when it comes to authority. So right. yeah, those those are the good things. Let's talk about the bad too. Let's talk about the bad things too. So I mean, every 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 great player, there's some good and there's some bad with him. So you you're talking about a young guy in in Ben Simmons who the upside looked like it was better than the downside. Like we can tolerate the. the the stuff on the downside, if the upside continues to be what it's going to be. We're talking about an all-star. We're talking about an all-league defender. We're talking about an all-NBA performer. Okay, so we got Simmons and we got Embiid. But then it gets a little tricky. Well, it gets tricky because what do we do now? You know, we got Jimmy Butler and we pass on him and go with Tobias Harris. That doesn't work. Now, we talk about the process. The process is how long is the process when you say that it failed? Because when I look at Shaq and I look at what the Lakers did, I mean, they, they were they, – they, they, they had won – I mean, they were swept out of the playoffs his first four seasons there. 90, 96, 97, 97, 98, 90 – I'm sorry, his first three seasons there. They were swept out of the playoffs. So that process wasn't working. And you can make the, you can make the case, you know, Kobe Bryant was young. Well, so is Ben Simmons. So is Maxi. So, so are these guys. They were young too. So the question is, is how long is this process? All right. Uh, how many years has Embiid been in the uh, in the NBA? Embiid, first, he missed his first two I, I know seasons. he missed his first two. Yeah. So his first season was the 16-17 season. So, so we that's are, five seasons. So we're, so seven, we're going into year. Hold on. We're seven seasons in. He didn't, I, got, I get that he didn't play, but he, we're seven seasons in. They tanked for what, two or three years before his draft, correct? Two years before his draft. All right, so we're, let's say we're nine years in. Are they looking more or less likely to make an NBA final today than they did five years ago? I don't think that they're less likely. I think that they're better today than they. I think they're in a better position today than they were. I, five I think you're. Years I ago. think you're beating around the bush. I think they're. I think they're nowhere closer to get winning an NBA championship. I think that they're closer. Tom, we talking about a team five years ago. They didn't make the playoffs. They were in the lottery. They had the third pick in the draft. And I don't think they're closer to winning an NBA. They lost in the semifinals. Who are they better what? than right now in the East? Because don't forget, they got here's what they did. So they tanked. They got a bunch of high draft picks. They built this team. Right. The king of the East right. left four years ago so maybe i should have asked four years ago left right. so the biggest hurdle in the east to get to the final was gone that's correct and i don't think let me maybe let me change it to four years ago they're nowhere closer than they were in 2018 2019 in 2022 because now not only have they gotten their team is worse than it was in 2019 when they had butler and harris and Embiid and simmons well, wait a minute, Tony. Are, are we talking about the same team? Because I think this is much of an incomplete. Because my best player broke his face. So that matters. Not only did my best player break his face, because that does matter. I know you don't want to hear that. You know what? That he you know why he broke his face? Bad coaching. You're up by 30. Sit him on the bench. Well, maybe, that, maybe that, that's, that's true. That, that's karma giving you an elbow to the face for flying your airplane through the stadium. 
Maybe that's true. He did break, but, but he did break his face. Add that to the fact that we bet on a guy in James Harden who has historic has has failed in the playoffs in years past. We bet on him. So is it an incomplete or more than a failure completely? Because I'd like to see this team with Embiid one with, with Embiid at least healthy. But with that being said, you might never see right, that. that. That's the point that I'm getting to. He might not. He might never get healthy because he's never really been healthy. Add that to the fact that there's never really players like the, the Miami Heat aren't 100 healthy. When I look at Boston, Boston isn't 100 healthy. The Warriors aren't 100 healthy. But I'd like to see them. I'd like to see this Philadelphia team where Embiid is at least rolling. They and were the they were the, four, they were the fourth seed this year, and I think that's they're very lucky to be the fourth seed because I think they're like the fifth or sixth best team in the East, and it's only going to get harder moving forward. So, and so that's why, primarily due to Joel Embiid. Tone, don't make it sound like they were the fourth. Or the, that was that was due to Joel Embiid. Yeah, yeah, I'm not knocking. And, yeah, no, I'm not knocking. that to the fact that say, he when had, I say the process, he's not the process. The 76ers and everything they've done is the process. And my point is that. Yes, the best thing they got out of it was Joel Embiid, but other than that, the process was to win a championship. That's why I say in year nine, it's a fail. Because nine years of the process, and you're not closer to winning an NBA championship than if you didn't go through this. And maybe it's their fault for giving it a name. If they didn't they go through this, close to tone, they, this process. They, they, were, they, they had a lottery pick three times in four years, number one. Number two, they've been to the conference semifinals. Who, I mean, are, who, are, who are those three? Who are those three lottery? Who are those three lottery picks? Markel Phelps, Jaleel not on the Okafor, team anymore. Not on Jaleel the team Okafor anymore. Jaleel and Ben Simmons. Not on the team anymore. Right. All and, three, process failed. If all three of those lottery picks are not even on your team anymore, how is this success? They, 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 they lost in the they lost in the Eastern Conference semifinals in Game Seven in overtime on a yeah. buzzer beater. We are much closer in 2019 than we were in 2015 or in 2016. Are they closer, we are way closer. Are they closer in 2022-23, so next season, than they were in 2019? Well, they're the same. They're, I think they're in the same position because we lost in the semifinals. But we are closer. I don't think that we as I don't think that they were as good a team in 2022 than they were in 2019. I'm not going to say that, but I do think that they're closer than they were in 20. 16, absolutely. In, in, in 2019, if you ask J.J. Redick, they lost on a prayer shot at the buzzer in Game 7 after a travel. This year, they got blown out. They did get blown out by a better team in Miami. Yeah. They, they did get blown out by a better team in Miami. So, again, I'm looking at a team in Philadelphia this season. I can't say that they are better than that team in 2019. But what I can say is that they are closer to where they they are closer to – getting to the championship than they were in 2016 when we were in the lottery three times in four years. Absolutely. But that was the process. That's what, that was the point. They tanked to get those picks. Right. They, they purposely did that. So my point is this. So now we're nine years into the process. At what point do we say, I'm, I'm saying it, it's, it's a flop. At what point do you say, again, if the goal is to win a championship, that the process didn't work, then maybe that's, maybe we shouldn't be tanking for whoever. I'm not ready to give up on Joel Embiid. I, that that's the I have a franchise player in Joel Embiid. I didn't anticipate with what happened with Ben Simmons. I did not anticipate that. I thought that they had the nucleus to make a legit championship run. I didn't know that Ben Simmons was going to go to pieces the way he did. In fact, none of us did. Even though he was not improving, I didn't anticipate him going to pieces the way he did. Now, can they recover from this? Now, their hopes, those hopes are on James Harden. Can James Harden be something? Of what he used to be. Well, no, I don't think but he we can, know the answers. We know. I don't the think answers, he can be. No. I don't think he can be something. But can he still be? Can he still be serviceable? Can he still be a guy who can get us there? And Joel Embiid is going to push us over the top. Can he do that? You're not. I paying, think you're not paying James Harden, James Harden money to be serviceable. It's not a. You look what you gave up to get James Harden. Right. I gave up a problem in Ben Simmons, who uh -huh. I don't know going forward is going to be. A yeah. franchise player. I don't know that. I gave up Seth Curry, which I can get another. I, I can get another shooter. Shooter, shooter, okay. Shooters are shooters are a dime a dozen in the NBA. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't make it sound like shooters are. Don't make it sound like shooters are at a premium. No, I don't, I don't think. I don't think they're. I don't think they're the commodity. There's a lot of teams still looking for shooters. Right, and the reason why they're looking for shooters is because they have guys on their team that won't shoot the basketball, so they can actually well, have. They did, probably did, got did James Harden not shoot. 
the basketball in that last game. He did not shoot the basketball. He turned into Ben game. Simmons. I don't know what – well, his game turned – I think he was worse than Ben Simmons, to be quite honest with you, when I look at his game. I think he was actually worse. But when I think about Philadelphia as a whole and when I think about what they've done, I think they still have a lot of work to do, no doubt about that, but I think that they're a lot closer today than what they were five years ago. So, so Jay's got still hope for the 76ers. I say the process – Failed. It's done. It's a wrap. They need to start over. Now, they might be starting over with Joel Embiid as their centerpiece and just retooling around him. I, I think Tyrese Maxey is a nice mm-hmm. piece. I think you got I think you got two pieces there, and the rest is trash. Uh let's hear the chat. What do you guys think? Is the is is the pro has the process failed or is there still time to 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 bring it up? So while you do that, hit the hit the like button like my mom does. Give the hearts, my mom. Give the hearts. Um, and and definitely uh, jump in the in the chat there and tell us what you think. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna shift from the NBA, or should we make? Oh, well, let's. Did you make your pick? I got Boston in the Mavs. Did you did you make your pick for the final? Yeah, I got the Warriors in uh, in the Celtics. Got the Warriors in the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we both got the Celtics. We're split in the West. Mm-hmm. The process has failed. Thank you, Dream Hoops. I agree with anyone in the chat that agrees with me. I'm only gonna call them out. <laughs> It's going to be harder when we have a moderator who's seeing both sides of the story. So I win. Um, <laughs> um, moving, we're gonna, I want to go to the NFL. And the reason I want to go, we got about 12 minutes left. I want to go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about, for a long time, we've started to call the, the NFL, sorry, the NFC East. We've been calling it the NFC Least, right? The Cowboys, the, now the Commanders, the Giants. Um, there's another team in there too. Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. Right. So four teams that let's be honest, you know, one of them makes the playoffs because someone wins the division and they're in the playoffs, but no, there's a, they're the least division for a reason. Unfortunately, much like a virus, when it attacks one part of your body, we talk about way more than sports. As you can tell, we can, we make you guys doctors here. It spreads throughout your body. Mm-hmm. I think the NFL, the NFC least, has taken over the NFC, the entire con- that division. I think has started to spread over the entire conference. Be it because of free agencies, trades, retirements. If you just listen, I'm going to start. I know. I know that Tom Brady came back, but there was a week. There was a week this offseason where we're a year removed from Drew Brees retiring. Aaron Rodgers looked like he was on his way out of Green Bay. Russell Wilson gets traded to the Denver Broncos. The best quarterback in the NFC for about 15 minutes was Matthew Stafford. And it's not a question either. It's not even a question. Kyler Murray was unhappy in Arizona. He was was all – it's still not – that's not resolved. Nobody thinks Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in in, in let's no outside of Dallas. Nobody thinks that because yeah, outside of a Dallas fans, nobody thinks that. So Matthew Stafford (laughs) is the best quarterback in your division. You then get DeAndre Hopkins retired, not retired, uh, suspended. Mm -hmm. Um, It just it just it's chaos. Now, okay, Aaron Rodgers resigns with the Green Bay Packers, Mm -hmm. but at what cost? Well, the cost was Devontae Adams. They're be- the best receiver in the league now moves to the NFC. Mm-hmm. Wilson's already gone. Brady Brady looks at the landscape and says, oh, I could be at home miserable with my family or maybe have to take another run because the NFC looks weak. Let's be honest. He saw that and went, I, got, I don't have to worry about the Saints. I don't have to worry about the Panthers. I don't have to worry about the Falcons. I got this division. I've got the NFC South. I've got it on lock. I don't have to worry about the NFC East or least because I just don't. The NFC North, with all due respect to my Bears, they're not an issue. The Vikings aren't an issue. The Lions are never an issue. Aaron Rodgers, well, we already know what he does in the playoffs, and he lost his best receiver. Seattle's lost their their QB. They're out. San Francisco might be starting some we kid no who we don't know we don't look their defense is gonna be great but we don't know what trey's gonna give us we, are, we have no idea so they're kind of out um who else we got arizona their quarterback isn't happy their best wide receiver is suspended at least for half the season and i've got the defending champs in the Rams. so really i got one team that i might be concerned about and their quarterback is matthew stafford who typically 
I get it. He's been a lion. So I'll give him, I'll give him credit that, you know, his, his win loss record was obviously partially due to his lines. This team stinks. This, this conference stinks because when I look at the AFC without even thinking about it, I have a division in the AFC West where all four teams could make the playoffs, right? The chiefs, the Broncos, um, the, the chargers and the Raiders, all legitimate playoff teams. And then I've got the Bills, the Patriots, the Dolphins are improved, the Bengals. Oh, the Ravens are going to get back Lamar Jackson, the former two-year-ago MVP. Um, Cleveland is going to get Deshaun Watson at some point. And they, they're already, skill position-wise, they're stacked, good defense. All they needed was a quarterback. Mm-hmm. you got like 12 teams in the AFC that have a legit shot at the playoffs. And probably half of those, six or seven, legit shot at the Super Bowl. If I'm comparing East, sorry, if I'm comparing NFC, AFC, it's not even close. Well, when I look at the NFC, when I look at the NFC South, what it, what it reminds me of is it reminds me of when James left the East and how the door to the to the to the NBA Finals flew open in the yeah. Eastern Conference. But imagine James coming right back to Cleveland, going, "No, I'm not going to the Lakers. I'm going back to Cleveland," and then the door closes again. So that's kind of similar to what Brady did in Tampa where he retires and the door in the NFC South flies wide open. Carolina can win it. Tampa, New Orleans, right? Drew Brees Brees was hinting at coming back. Drew Brees was talking about coming back. He's still talking about coming back because he sees it too. He sees it too. The NFC in, in the NFC South with New Orleans, with Carolina, with Tampa and Atlanta. So the 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 wind the door flew open because now any one of us could win this division. But then Tom Brady goes, I'm coming back. Okay, door closed. It was open a minute ago. So that was closed. Now you talk about the and you talk about the AFC West. Well, when I think when I think about Matt Stafford being the best quarterback in the NFC, you might I think you got four of the top ten quarterbacks in one division. It, yeah, you do. In one division, yes, you, got you, do. Four, you, you got four of the top ten quarterbacks. I can make an argument that Derek Carr is the top Derek, 10 Derek Carr, Derek Carr is, is, is that borderline, but you can make an argument. You can make, top I can make an argument that Derek Carr is, but, a, is a top ten quarterback. But Russell Mahomes and Herbert, 100%. Absolutely. Those are absolute top ten quarterbacks. Now, when I think about the rest of the NFC, the NFC East, we have a, we got so many questions about Danny Jones. So many questions about Daniel Jones. I don't know what he's going to be. I don't know what kind of offensive line that they're going to give him. I don't know what his receiving core is going to look like. Is Barkley going to hold up? What kind of this? And by the way, this is his third coach in four years. So they've completely gone haywire with him. And EB management said, we've done everything that we can to screw this guy up, which they yeah, have. They have. Which yeah. they have. So I look at this Philadelphia. Philadelphia looks like the only team in the NFC East with some stability. Because I'm telling you this right now, Tone, you mentioned it to me. A while ago, we we have not had a consecutive NFC East winner in what twenty yeah, like years? Twenty years. In twenty, 20 years, years. We, Philadelphia looks to me like they're the only team, and they just traded. They just traded for a wide receiver, which is absolutely awesome. AJ Brown is now in Philadelphia. So listen, this is if Jalen Hurts doesn't make. If Jalen Hurts can't get this team to win the NFC, right. the NFC East, then he's he needs to go play a different position. I just I, I look at I look at Philadelphia. And they look like the most stable. I cannot bet on the Cowboys because why? I know who the Cowboys are, and I know that I expect them to be Cowboys. So then I got the NFC South. Then I got the NFC North, which well, is your Can division. I time out there for a second on the Cowboys? Look, I, I like I like Dak. I like Dak a lot. But now they don't have the same offensive line they had in years past. Zeke is not the same running back that he was in years past. Yes, it, it is, Tony. Diff- just don't give him the football as much but, as they but, should. They don't They don't go to okay. him nearly as much as they should. And it ain't because he's not what he used to be. No, it's because okay. they don't use him. He's not producing. Not- he's not pro- – whatever the reason, he's not producing at the same level. And who was their best wide receiver? Because he's in Cleveland, Cleveland right now. now. Yeah, the one that's in Cleveland he's right now. He's in Cleveland now. <laughs> so, like, I don't have a lot of faith in the Cowboys either. Well, I, I've said this in years past, and I still stand on it. I always thought that Dak Prescott was an above-average quarterback. I always I felt like that, above yeah, and, sure. I st- and I stand on that. I do not think that Dak Prescott is elite. I think he's above-average, and I think that that's as good as it's going to be for him. Now, with that being said, I look at I look at that division that your your, your Bears are in. If, at the Green Bay, that division is wide open because I yeah. just don't trust. I just even don't with trust even them. with Green Bay. Even even with Green Bay, who's he going to throw the ball to? 
you like Nate, give me a team that doesn't have a number one wide receiver that has been successful. None. Name me a team that has a top. Well, name me a top five. Name me a team that has a top five paid quarterback that has made the Super Bowl. Well, you've had that. None. You, you, you've had you've had teams that have not had a number one wide receiver and still been like when, when Tom, Tom Brady was taking those teams to the Super Bowl. But we're talking about number one in elite offense. That's right. Ex- exception. Yes. Right. Yes. There, there's an exception to that. Now, when you go back to a quarterback who's taken up over 20 percent of the payroll, these are how many of those guys have gone to the Super Bowl. When you got the quarterback taking up over 20 percent of the payroll because we can't pay anybody else because he's taking all the money. Exactly. All right, that's fine. Now, when I look at the NFC and I look at the NFC North, I can't. Do, I, I I just don't trust Kirk Cousins. I know who Kirk Cousins is. I like that defense. He's, that they a, have he's eventually going to have to play a primetime game. And we already know what happens you know, when lights get right. Yeah. We already know what happened with him. Minnesota has a stout defense, and they've always been good defensively. But if the difference is is Kirk Cousins at the quarterback. Right. I just listen. Last year was last year was the exception. The 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 Vikings typically in odd odd years right make the playoffs and in even years they stink well which means what which means 2022 unless they change that pattern they're gonna stink this they're gonna be trash again so then we got so so we got the nfc south i don't have yeah i think your bears are still in the developmental stage with fields i still think that they have you you already know how i feel about the, the, the bears the bears are set up for two to three years from now when cousins is out when rogers is out and they're, you know, that's when maybe if they're lucky, they'll have the best QB in the division, unless they, maybe. you know, unless the other Possibly. three teams pick somebody up. That that's what they're developing for two to three years from now. So you're gonna kill yeah. me. You're gonna kill me on this one, Tom. I think Detroit's gonna be a lot better this year. Oh no, I'm not gonna kill you that on the, They lost like seven one possession games last season. Like they are, if they can, if they can figure that now, they might be like the Chargers, who just never figure out how to win those late games, and and that's why they're the Lions. But if they can figure out a way to get that extra field goal, to get that extra one extra kind of mm-hmm. touchdown, yeah, they're 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 a, a five hundred or a little bit above team. I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out on a limb, Tone. I think that the Detroit Lions make the playoffs this year. Oh, that's crazy. I think that they make the playoffs this year. Make sure today, May the seventeenth, twenty twenty two. Mark my words. I think the Detroit Lions make the playoffs this year. All right, just so you know, I'm going to clip that and post it onto TikTok, and you are going to get roasted. <laughs> there's no- <laughs> I'm going on record. I'm saying it. because, And the reason why I'm saying it is because exactly the conversation that we're having. How bad is the NFC, Tone? Yeah. The NFC is absolutely a tr- – it's, it's as bad as I've seen it. In all my years, in all my years of watching pro football, this is one of the worst times that I've ever seen in the NFC. If, and they, I if, think they, can this- finish, if they can finish 9-8, and 10-7 and – yeah, they have considering a shot in that considering yeah. in that division that they're in, I think that the Detroit Lions got a legit shot because I think I think that they're going to be better this year, and they might have a shot at making the playoffs. Okay, no, don't 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 backpedal. You said they're making the. Playoffs. I'm sorry, the Detroit Lions are making the playoffs this year. All right, um, I have so we're going to end the show on this because Jay Reezy, uh has said the Saints to the Super Bowl a million times. Is that ridiculous? Not ridiculous. Yes. Who the, who's their quarterback? Jameis Winston. Coming off an ACL, and they're not going to have him on opening night. Let's make sure we remember that. He's I, not going to be ready for camp. Do you think Drew? Do you think Drew Brees? Let's let's end it on this. Do you think Drew Brees comes back? No, I don't even think he's entertaining that. I think that that was something that just. I think that was satire. I think that, that was something that was shit. Because he said it a couple of times, man. He no. said, "Hey, they picked up." You know, they made some good signings, makes me want to come back. Then no. now he's not nest- re-signed with NBC, right? He's, he's still making his decision whether he's going to be a co- – I, I, now, that might be – I will say this. That might be a negotiation tool. That's all. Because, right. you know, maybe next time we'll talk about the fact that uh, Tom Brady, who's still playing quarterback, signed for $37 million a season. That's all it is. Double. That, double what Romo and Breeze were making. So Right. That's all it is, Tony. It's nothing more than that. That's just an – Drew Brees is not putting the pad back on him. Forty-three years old. There's no. I don't think he's going back. I don't think he's going back to the field. Forty-three. So what? Tom Brady's like fifty-seven. Right, and Tom Brady is an anomaly, just like LeBron James. And <laughs> we, we we can't get used to this stuff, guys. We can't. Drew Brees was already on the other side when he was when, when before he retired. He was Fair he enough. was way on the other side. So now we're talking about a guy who's been removed from football for a whole year. So now he's going to come back. Remember, Brett Favre came back in his 40s. How was Brett Favre when he came back? 
on that note, yeah, we're gonna be here every Tuesday and Thursday, ten to eleven a.m. Wake up with Floon and Chill. Um, there were so many comments. I, I hope the likes got up. I don't even know how to check. Um, but we will be adding a moderator to go through your chats and help give us more of your feedback. But I appreciate everyone in the chat uh, chiming in. One person wanted to remind you, Jared Goff is still the quarterback of the Lions. So your pick. Who took the Rams to the Super Bowl. Remember that. Don't forget that Well, his defense defense took him to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be every Tuesday, Thursday, 10 to 11, wake up with Fluent and chill. Um, Is there any, anything else that I miss? I feel like I missed something. Oh yes. Thursday's episode, Thursday's episode. We're starting a one-on-one tournament. So we've taken the top 20 one-on-one basketball players of all time, and we're doing like a NCAA tournament. We're going to break down who's who would win that one-on-one matchup and why. We're talking to LeBron James and Jordan. Yes, and because we've been asked so many times, I hate mm-hmm. this debate, but we're going to do a Jordan-LeBron. We're just going to end it for once and for all. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm going to be Team Jordan, or I'm going to be Team Jordan, uh, Chill's going to be Team James, mm-hmm. and we'll you know explain to you why Jordan is one and LeBron is two. Mm-hmm. But until next time, take it light, take it. <laughs>